Welcome to the Dumb Weebs Podcast. I'm your host, VLORGTZ, and with me I have my usual co-hosts, Laser Kid and Meowth900 Allison. Where's hey, look, we're doing an episode. Huh? <laughs> Wait, what else? Whoa, <laughs> you that just got a clip there. That was clip. That was like a lot. I, I said we're still alive doing new episodes, guys. Holy crap! What yeah, happened? somehow. Who who would have guessed that uh, we we are still doing things and we're still alive? It's almost like we're real people. I thought we no. died, you know, to the 2020 virus. Baylor, there's a person here. Who is that? Yeah, we have a uh, guest with us today. Who is it? And I don't know. I think it's Jordan from the Shonen Flop podcast. Welcome. Wow, that's me. Hi, what's up? I'm Jordan. I'm from the Shonen Flop podcast, as you just heard. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I, I guessed it on a podcast with Meowth at one time, and we seemed to get along. So I was like, hey, I'll be on your podcast. What's up? I will warn you, though. I am a fake weeb. God, fake weebs. The worst kind of weebs. How dare we bring this this uh, abomination into our podcast. Hey, guys, so, you want to get, get real mad? I skipped JoJo parts. <laughs> okay, that's an actual crime. But which parts do you skip? Well, I, well to be fair, I did, I did go back and read them and go through them. Oh, I, I am in the middle of part eight, but like I've read every part after that. But this was my initial order. Uh, one, two, one, two, six. Six. Uh, and then, shit, uh, I think I actually then just watched the anime because the anime was out and then I went in the anime's order. Um, so I have gotten all, all of the parts of JoJo. Then I read Steel Ball Run and now I'm in the middle of JoJolian because wow, it's about to end. That's crazy. Yeah, dang. So, Jordan, uh, why don't you explain to the listeners about what Shonen Flop is all about? Yeah, sure. Uh, Shonen Flop is a podcast where me and my childhood friend David, we each each episode, we look at a series in Shonen Jump that got canceled in, before getting popular. Uh, before, usually before getting past like uh, the like twenty five chapter mark or something. And we read it to see if that series was good or not. Like, maybe that series deserved to get canceled. Maybe that series uh, should have kept going. Usually they deserve to be canceled. But, you know, it's still cool. Because sometimes they don't. <laughs> I, uh, and with how many series get canceled in, like, Shonen Jump, uh, there's a lot of options there. So many. Oh, it's great. We're going to be going for a while. I'm still sad about our Blood Oath. I, I really yeah. love that one. I liked it too. I did. I, I thought it was interesting. I thought they were uh, doing something kind of interesting with. Um, I still don't really know how to how to phrase this. Like uh, there there was a little bit more depth to the morality that they were pushing. That was kind of interesting. Like uh, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It like it wasn't just um, like you ha you had some level of sympathy for the vampires that I don't think most uh anime or manga really approach you know yeah no there was some there was definitely some depth there on hey they have reasons to be doing the things that they're doing it's not good that they're doing it but they're not just i'm evil <laughs> yeah exactly 
Um, I also I also thought the author was good at visual storytelling. There were like a bunch of there were a few panels, or there were there were like a few chapters that were almost totally wordless, which you never see in manga, and. I thought that they were really interesting to see. I thought they were done pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I thought it was. I thought it just had a lot more potential than it got. You know. Great. So, uh, are we talking about a flop here or what? Uh, so that was just kind of a mini episode. Well, I think it, that was a mini episode there. Oh. <laughs> oh, which one? The the one our blood oath. Yeah. Yeah, it was a flop. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I I got convinced through. They convinced me throughout the episode that yeah, there were enough flaws where this had to be a flop. But like honestly, I still love it. I don't care. Chainsaw Man is what we're doing today, right? The oh, Chainsaw Man is not a flop. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yes. Today we are talking about Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man, which yeah is definitely not a flop. It's very popular. Um, it's getting an anime soon too, so far from the definition of a flop. Yeah, but it's really good. It's really good. It's, it's really like, fucking good. It's like Jujutsu Kaisen, as if it was written by uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. <laughs> I think you broke I up. Like that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> apt uh, analogy there, Laser. <sighs> and before we kind of get into the nitty gritty with Chainsaw Man, I wanted to go around and uh, have each of us talk about how we got into the series. Um, so Jordan, do you want to go first? Yeah. So, uh, when I was getting back into manga, I asked my co-host David, uh, "Hey, what's like the best manga that's out that like I should read?" And he was immediately just like Chainsaw Man. So then I read Chainsaw Man, and it was like, oh shit, you're right. This kicks ass. This is amazing. And now half our podcast winds up just being us talking about Chainsaw Man. It's weird. We didn't even try and do it. It just happens. Yeah, Shonen Flop is just like an underground Chainsaw Man podcast. You come for a canceled manga, and it's just like going to be talking about Bakiba halfway through. You joke. But yeah, (laughs) that is the Shonen Flop experience. Uh, that, that's just great. I mean, how can you not? I, how can you not talk about Chainsaw Man? I don't get it. It's, it's just so good. See, there are two types of people. People who talk about Chainsaw Man and people who don't know what Chainsaw Man is yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Allison, how did you get into Chainsaw Man? Uh, well, I think it was starting up in the Shonen Jumps uh, Jumpstart programs back when they did those thingies. And now they're publishing everything, which is good, but also bad because heartbreak all the time. But anyways, Chainsaw Man came out. I thought, oh shit, this is by the guy that did Fire Punch. Fire Punch was a fucking ride. Fire I'll- Punch is so edgy. <laughs> Sorry, just go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Fire Punch is great and also edgy as fuck. Yeah. But yes. So Chainsaw Man came out. I was like, oh, look at the doggy. He's so cute. <laughs> and of course, then I cried because the doggy ended up dying. But, like, you know, that's why they have the doggies and the edgy things, I guess. I also thought Denji was kind of cute. I like them boys. <laughs> uh, power is cool. 
Yeah, very cool. Yeah, you you can't have too much power. Hours, best girl, fight me. Oh, power! Oh my god, I thought you were talking about actually, actually power. I'm so, how am I fake Chainsaw Man fan like this? Um, power is the best character possibly ever written. I love I love power so much. Yeah, I mean, she brings like just so much like energy to the series, and like I love how unpredictable and just like zany she is. It's just perfect. The artwork in this manga is really good, and like I'm still shocked at how violent it is, and also being in modern Shonen Jump because this looks like something that would be like more common in like uh, what era was Fist of the North Star and JoJo again, V Lord. The 80s? Yeah. yeah. Like, this feels like an 80s jump more than a uh, 2010s jump, if that makes any sense. I, I think I get what you mean, yeah. Um, but it's also kind of interesting. I feel like... I feel like... Because um, the ni- 90s anime was, in general, way darker, I remember. Like, 80s, 80s anime, too, but, of course, it was harder to make anime in the 80s. Um... But there, there was like this darkness to it that I kind of miss. I mean, I, um, and I think Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu Kaisen are kind of like acknowledgments that oh, we actually kind of liked that aspect of manga, you know? Yeah, mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, uh, there is a lot of terrible, overedgy anime. <laughs> like that's very always easily. good. Anime in the 90s was definitely marketed towards that, too, so... Oh, boy! Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I'm definitely not trying to say that anime in the 90s as, was always just better than anime now. That's ridiculous, but... Edgy anime is the only anime! Yeah, it's the only one that's cool! And now I'm reminded of the Anime Network's Anime Baby advertisement. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chainsaw Man came out in English Jump and stayed in Jump before they remembered Jujutsu Kaisen existed, because that was before the Vault era when it came out. So, Chainsaw Man serialization round uh, was the round that the Vault actually started in. Uh, so, so, like, I, I think by, I think, either Chapter 2 or Chapter 3 is the week that the Vault started. So, like, there was, they, like, had a good, like, situation where, like, they didn't have to take a break and then, like, see if it was successful to keep running everything. Because, like, at that point, they were just, like, running every series at that point. I still think Chainsaw Man probably could have stayed because Americans like the violence and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I think if the vault wasn't a thing, they probably would have still kept it because at the time, Viz was already, like, publishing Fire Punch already because Fire Punch had done really well in Japan. So, like, I feel like they probably would have just kept it because, like, it was very obvious it was going to be a success. Yeah, Americans like the violence, and, like, there wasn't a lot of titties with bare nipples everywhere, so they didn't have to deal with Apple, too. At least not yet. uh... Unfortunately. (laughs) There's lots of hinting and uh, poking at it, though. Okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of over the shoulder oh, over the shirt touching of press in Chainsaw Man. My my favorite color spread is the orgy color spread. Oh yeah, that one rules. The one that didn't Shonen Jump like uh, keep that from getting printed in like the official uh, American release or something at least initially. So like you can only read it on the website. Like it's 
It's like rated as a mature chapter. God, that it's like, quiet you just can't read it on the apps. I think it's still going to be in the print volumes. Yeah, yeah they, uh, like the app is like, oh hey, you can read stuff like Tokyo Ghoul in here, but you can't read Golden Camoy. That's for blown ups. Oh, Golden Camoy is so good. I'm also, I'm also early in that. From what I've heard, the big reason why like mature tiles are locked out of the app is because like for the app Apple App Store to actually allow. Um, them to keep a lower rating, they'd have to get like very intricate um, parental controls on the app, and they just haven't built those. So that's why like all the mature tiles, like Golden Kamui and like Platinum End and all that stuff, are just like web only. Okay, but why can't I read Hunter Hunter on the app? Because we can't have nice things. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> go, go fuck yourself, Biz. Are you I fucking mean, serious? I ended up having to buy those physically just so I could read them. Me with I Shield Twenty One, to be honest. Oh. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely some like weird licensing barrier for them because otherwise they would probably definitely do it. I think like it's just that like this type of service is not really as common of a thing in Japan, so probably negotiating a deal to have like a entire series on a subscription service is probably a bit difficult for them to manage, and they have to probably do it by like a, a series by series basis. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's uh, they're also competing against the let's, let's face it, the very easily accessible free ways to read this these series, you know? Yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, I think the bright side, not not to get too much into scanlation stuff. I think for a lot of the newer series that have come out, Jump, like there aren't really scanlations for them anymore. Like scan groups outside of like. Outside of, like, the big titles like MHA and stuff, a lot of scanlation groups have moved away from Jump, which is for the best, because it's a waste of time to scanlate Jump. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's it's all there. Just go support it. Yeah, I think a lot of them now just do the more niche shit, like Sunday and uh, what's the other one? Champion? That one? Like all, yeah. Like all the niche shit. Magazine's technically not niche, because it's, like, silver... Shonen Jump in terms of Western recognized properties. I mean, Kodansha has their own English division in the U.S. that picks up anything like remotely successful. So like, that's not usually much of a concern. But uh, before we get too deep of a tangent (laughs) here, um, let me talk about how I got into Chainsaw Man. Yeah. So like, uh, Allison, I was familiar with Fire Punch before Chainsaw Man came out. I actually read bits and pieces of Fire Punch while it was running in Jump Plus. So when Chainsaw Man was, like, revealed to be, like, in the serialization round for Shonen Jump, I was like, oh, dang, this is gonna be hype. It's gonna be crazy. Um, tons of blood. And, uh, yeah, that's basically what I got out of Chainsaw Man. It was just a ton of gory fun, and, like, I was hooked right from the start. It gave me, like, very similar vibes to, say, like, Devil Man. Um, obviously the messaging is a bit different because Devilman's a bit more, like, cynical in how it views humanity, but, uh, Chainsaw Man is still kind of giving off similar vibes to that, and I, I really enjoy that about that, and I really like the direction of how, like, it somehow finds a way to keep escalating with, like, every single story arc, and, like, really every story arc feels like it could have been expanded into its own series, just with how intricate and wild it gets so it's just a ton of fun 
It's so good. Um, no, I, I get the sense that, uh, I haven't read, like, too much of Fire Punch, but I get the sense that, like, Fujimoto, uh, identified the problem with that series being that the main character was just, like, too fucking dark, you know? Just, like, like, he was so angry, and the series itself is so dark that, like, there's almost no, like, levity, it feels like, a lot of the time. Even, like, there obviously are jokes in, in Fire Punch. But, like, so I think he corrected that by just making the main character of Chainsaw Man the biggest goofy, like, doofus ever. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, this, the dude who's just, like, always happy and excited even when absolutely horrible things are happening. It's great. Yeah, it's hmm. it works. Yeah, I, I agree. Because, like, I enjoyed, like, Fire Punch for what it is, but, like, I wasn't attached to any of the characters because they're very... They're either very bland or just overly edgy. Yeah. But in Chainsaw Man, there's that kind of sense of, like, humanity to them. Like, Denji, he's not exactly the best guy, but you at least kind of, like, sympathize for him and, like, he's, like, entertaining to read about and, like, see, like, all the crazy things he does. So I, I think, like, the characters are really kind of the core of what makes Chainsaw Man more than just, like, a popcorn read. And he grows a lot, too. I mean, uh, in some way, the like, Chainsaw Man seems like it is about uh, the transition from childhood to adulthood, or at least, like, your or getting over your first relationship, it winds up being. Um, if your first relationship was with a mass murderer. Well, yes, his first relationship was just, like, uh, really bad. Who like she, told, she just manipulated him a lot, and it really messed up his life. That is essentially just what Chainsaw Man's about. At least Denji's arc, anyway, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, Laser, how did you get into Chainsaw Man? I, I'm very curious. Legitimately, you and Meowth and Alien talking about it um, in our uh, Discord section, talking about it, looking at it, going, what is this crazy shit? I don't understand. And you're like, we're going to do a podcast on it. You should read it. I'm like, okay. And so I read it last night. Oh, last night. Damn. Yeah, I'm I'm still a noob, really. I've heard of it for forever, but I didn't read it till last night. How'd you like it? Uh, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I, my description earlier was, I think I put that up when, like, when I was pretty early on in, just like, yeah, this is, this is Gitsu Kaisen as written by South Park. Um, I really enjoyed, honestly, it surprised me when it hit the feels. And it also surprised me <laughs> in that you always talk about, like, people always talk about shows like, say, Attack on Titan, be like, there's no plot armor, except for all the main characters are alive, except for, like, one. Yeah. Nobody's no, got plot armor in this series, holy no. shit! Except for Not Denji. at all. Except for Denji, Not at all. he's got yeah. plot armor. But everybody else! Oh, boy! Oh, yeah. This, the, the deaths, the, the death count that is That legitimately shocked me. Um... I, I mean, the first round, I was like, all right, you know, they're setting it, and, and then they just keep doing it. Yeah, like, right. the, the status quo keeps changing in Chainsaw Man just because everybody who you think is a part of the status quo just keeps getting killed. Yep. It's, it, it is, like, amazing. Um, but 
No, the, the that is a, a, an interesting thing to point out, like how it hits you in the feels. Like one of the things about Chainsaw Man that I think a lot of people don't identify is that so much of Chainsaw Man is just like the main characters hanging out and talking and talking about like their their emotions and what they're feeling and stuff like that. And I think that really elevates the series, you know, because you get a very good sense of who these people are, you know, and and then the cool action starts. But like. First, you gotta have a thing, have like a little scene where uh, Denji kisses a cute girl and she vomits in his mouth. Oh man, I remember the week that chapter came out. <laughs> oh, that, that that was gross. That was wild, and they oh, used yeah. it for all like the promotional trailers in Japan too. <laughs> it's like you want to see a girl vomit in your main character's mouth? Go read this series, guys. And that's a fairly good advertisement for the series, honestly. It, yeah, <laughs> actually, that is that is that does kind of sum up Chainsaw Man's sense of humor. Yeah, 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 it kind of does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people do talk about like the very uh, over-the-top action scenes in Chainsaw Man, but I think Jordan, you brought up a good point that like, yeah, between all that, there are these very like kind of good character moments. And I think that is the glue that kind of keeps Chainsaw Man together. Like, it'd be one thing if it was just all action all the time, but there's enough breathing room in between that where, like, you're not overwhelmed by everything. And then even during the action, like, there's just a heavy focus just on the actual battle itself. There's not a ton of dialogue, like, overfilling, like, the page. Yeah. There's, it feels like there's just a lot of breathing room for you to just, like, look at the page, read what's on it, and just, like, take it all in. Yeah. That style of change. Hey, will you say my cat? No, I don't like cats. I'll let you touch my boobs. All right, who dares kidnap this cat? <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to kill him and kill you and save that cat. Let's do this. <laughs> we don't hurt Meowie in this house. <laughs> Uh, are, are you team Meowie or team Nako? Team Nako. Hmm. Because I gotta go Meowie just because that sounds like wild. <laughs> Such a crazy way to translate team that, I guess. Meowie. <laughs> yeah, I like Meowie. I like Miyako more, but like uh, dub wise, Meowie makes more sense because it sounds like a name English people would recognize more. From you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Translating me uh, like Nyako's Meowie, I think makes sense to me because, like, I don't know. I feel like the Nya is literally the meow. So, like, if you were like thinking of it from an English perspective, someone would be having their the name be Meow. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it from a translation perspective. I just think it sounds. I just think it sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is funny. <laughs> just imagine naming your cat Meowie. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Base Dandy has a character named Meow, so, you know. Yeah. Who does? Space Dandy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Space Dandy. Oh, if if you like... Well, obviously you do like Chainsaw Man. Space Dandy's right <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay, it's yeah. It's by uh, the director of Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, okay. I, I vaguely remember there be hearing about some kind of Bebop connection there. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop's really... I went back and watched some of it uh, a little while ago. It holds up. But yeah, Chainsaw Man. Um, no, but like my favorite, some of my favorite moments in Chainsaw Man are just when fucking Denji Power and um, 
Aki are hanging out in their house and just annoying each other. They're they're a happy, uh, like uh, I don't know, chaotic family. Yeah. Why did you break the car? I didn't break the car. <laughs> oh, the one where like uh, it's like her and uh, Kobeni in the car. <laughs> I love that, and then I love when like one of the popularity polls, Kobeni's car gets a vote. So good. It's it's like that is a legendary moment in Chainsaw Man. God, I mean. Speaking of Kobeni, she really gets the short end of the stick, like, throughout the entire series. Can I just say, like, I fucking love Kobeni. Like, she is one of my favorite characters. She just winds up becoming, like, um, so weirdly, like, relatable towards the end. Like, you just feel so bad for her. She's trying her best, and it's like, all this shit is happening. Um, and then, like, she goes on a really awkward date with Denji. Really, really awkward. Um, <laughs> is it even Denji at that point, though? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not saying it isn't, but is it? I think Denji was located in that area, like physically. He was somewhere in that, like, field, like, of chainsaws. Something. It was, it was sort of Denji. You might say it was a demi-Denji. Yeah, I, I can't believe it's not Denji. <laughs> Denji substitute, yeah. Uh, I I do I do ship uh, Kobani and Denji now. Actually, I mean they're really the only two like mainstays alive by the end. It's true. Yeah. And it's, all, it's it's also just like, man, that's that second to last chapter where they're just talking. It, again, it just really fucking gets me. Where he describes like all the things he does that stresses him out, and she's just like, "Isn't that just like normal though?" And Denji's just like. Holy shit. Yeah, like, Denji as a protagonist, too, like, he's a very interesting choice for a Shonen Jump manga of all things, where, like, your main, like, uh, your main elements are usually uh, friendship, effort, and victory. But Denji's perception of those things is, like, very warped because of, like, how messed up his childhood is. Like, for him, like, a good life, like, a dream life for him is what a normal person would just have on a daily basis. I believe Bomb pretty much told him that straight up. Yeah. I I also think, um, but I also think that's so interesting and also kind of very a very, like, politically relevant thing to do because I think that a lot of people are currently living life, I mean, where it's just like, man, if I could just get these basic things that, like, other people just don't think are that strange at all, like, then I'll be fine, you know? Like, man, if I could just get, like, an apartment, I'll be living well. Relatable. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, it is. And I think that is one of Chainsaw Man's biggest strengths, one of Denji's biggest strengths. One of the things that really surprised me about Chainsaw Man was the the, the big um, twist. Oh yeah, this big bad? Yeah, nah, it's already dead. <laughs> it's already dead. By the way, now, no surprise that Mockingbird was a bad guy. That was pretty obvious from panel one. It's like, yeah. hey, look, she's just using this guy. Yeah. But, but Laser, she's hot. She can't be a bad guy. No, her, her being hot means she almost had to be a bad guy. It's manga. 
I don't know. She is a little. She is kind of too thick to be evil. I don't know. No, I mean that, again, <laughs> that leads more. It's manga. The sexier they are, the more evil they are. Besides, outside of like a few people, almost all of the women in this manga are just like crazy as shit. That's the best part, well, though. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's not a complaint. That's not a complaint. <laughs> it's just an observation. Well, but it's, it's kind of like so. So are the men, you know. It's not like there are that I many mean, sane people yeah. in Chainsaw Man. That's, that's <laughs> a fair point. That is a yeah. fair point. Yeah, you know, like I feel like if you sit when you say like, "Oh, I find this uh, this uh, character in Chainsaw Man hot," it's pretty clear. I, I think it should be at least assumed that it's like you're not saying I would date them in real life because Jesus Christ, no, oh, absolutely God, no. not. No, no, no. But Makima would be the safest choice in real life. What? Oh my! No, I disagree. I disagree with that statement. See, see, we just need to get Makima on the next waifu episode of the Tsunami Faithful podcast to break uh, CJ again. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Is that a podcast where you argue about waifus? Uh, it's a Tsunami podcast, but we had a waifu episode and uh, and a husbando episode, and I think we broke CJ both times. Yeah, on the Husbando episode, I chose Jelly Jiggler from Bobobo as what is my uh, Husbando's powerful that was, choice. That was um, yes, yes. You know, I mean, a beautiful mid thirties man made of forty six packets of jelly. Can you feel the jelly tonight? Can you feel the jelly? <laughs> God, I, sh- I should rewatch Bobobo. I-, I wonder, I wonder what it's so like. To, what it'd be like to it, now? It's it's um it's in print. God bless Discotech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Discotech release is so good. I know. I'm so happy because it's like the third iteration of Boba Bo I bought now. I got that. God, I, got I the... still have that s'more set. I the do s'more too. set was so bad. Well, actually, I don't because I gave those two to J-Mac just to get rid of them. Why did you make him suffer? Because he had no other way to watch Boba Bo and I needed to get rid of these discs because I had no point to them. Okay, that's fair. And at least, like, if he's watching the dub, he won't have the worst time. Nah, I mean, that's probably all he's gonna... I mean, typically we just watch it at my place anyway. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, Chainsaw Man, um... I think, like, it, it's interesting to see, like, newer series come out after Chainsaw Man, where, like, I definitely feel like a lot more series now are going with more humbler goals. And I'm not, I'm not saying necessarily Chainsaw Man started that precedence, but I think like Jordan was saying, like, it's a much more relatable goal for the present day where like even having like a normal standard of living for some people might just be dreamlike just because of how hard it is for some people. Yeah. Uh, Like, I mean, I can, I can absolutely relate to Denji's feelings in there. Like the idea where it's like all this horrible shit is happening to him, but man, at the end of the day, he lives in a place with a floor. Man, living in a place with a floor is nice. Like he's willing, he's willing to put up with kind of anything just because of how unbelievably horrible the early part of his life was. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was rooting for him. One of my favorite things about Denji was the character actually started to learn and grow towards the end. I mean, so like you know, I just been, I just been letting other people make decisions for me. What the hell? I need to not do that. And I'm like, damn, we had a legitimate character growth arc here. That's nice. The and before that, he goes, I don't want to make decisions anymore. You do it for me. Yeah. And that does not go well for him. It's it really is kind of a, a story about like learning about relationships in a lot of way from somebody who hasn't 
ever kind of had them before. It's, it's very interesting. Um, but you're totally right. I mean, the last chapter broke me just if for no other reason than just because of how sad Denji was. And it, it, like, you don't before that section of the series, you never see Denji like sad. In fact, it makes a point about how he yeah. has difficulty being sad. It's actually hard for him. Like he at most is like, yeah, maybe a couple days. Yeah, yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. But like Makima. Um, just hit him so hard that like he just can't um he just can't cope with that, you know it was like a really a horrible relationship that and he nonetheless still loves them, and now he has to raise their child. Uh, I wouldn't say that's their child exactly a reincarnation really yeah I'm, uh, I'm speaking in metaphor, you know, like yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. We got some Dragon Ball Z shit here. Goku taking on Oob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even before that, he literally had to eat her. Yeah, he I mean, that's... He vored Makima. Yeah, oh yeah. I love how the final color spread of Chainsaw Man is Denji just eating, like, Makima in different ways. God, I, I, I about died laughing. Yeah, I... I was like blown away when I realized what was happening in that... in that chapter. It was just like... This is the best manga ever. <laughs> Fuck. You're totally right when you make the call that it, it does feel like something from the 90s. Um, it's It's got that edge to where it's just like, eh, we're just going to have fun with this shit and go, go balls deep on it, whatever. The art is also like more detailed in, the, in a way that a lot of 90s uh, anime and manga were. Yeah, uh, that's fair to say. And yeah, like the blood and gore, absolutely more 90s than 2000s, 2010s, I can tell you that. It's, um, this is, I feel like in the 2000s, a lot of anime studios were like, we can make like toys out of this and we can like sell to American kids. Um, and I feel like the thing about Chainsaw Man is that even though it appeals to a lot of Americans, it doesn't feel like this is something that you would see on like Saturday morning cartoons. I don't know. Yeah, no, I can see that. It kind of has a... Uh... I'm saying it's edgy! <laughs> I'm saying I like edginess! I'm a fucking edgelord! I guess that's my point. But yeah. <laughs> no parents! It has been interesting to see how well-received Chainsaw Man has been um, in the US. Like, even without an anime so far, like, it's one of the best-selling comics right now in the US, like, for the past year. And I think part of it might just be the fact that, like, I think the sense of some of the sensibilities in Chainsaw Man, I guess, like, in terms of how it depicts violence and action, all that does kind of feel like something out of an American comic. But the storytelling is still very much what you'd see in, like, a typical manga of its tone. So it has this, like, nice kind of, like, best of both worlds type thing. I can see that. As a as a guy who grew up reading comic books, it also feels like a '90s comic book more so than a modern one. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> oh, modern comics more like sad. Uh, it was it was cool. You know, colors got colors were better before they people learned how to use Photoshop. I'm sorry, just like <laughs> at at the very least, like the and it's not that you can't do great colors with Photoshop. It's just way easier to do bad colors in Photoshop. Is my issue. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I'd agree. Like digital art is like a another skill in of itself compared to like I'd say even like traditional like 
pencil and paper art. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a very different thing. In one, you have a physical object that represents the drawing that you actually made. Uh, it comes right from like your hand and stuff. But like the other thing, digital art, there isn't really a physical version of it. Uh, and it's you're only ever going to see it as like a form of light. Um, yeah, I went to art school. Why? Uh, and yeah, it, it is it is a different medium, especially when you're reading comics. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that makes <laughs> sense. Flop, the podcast about Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man episode, the podcast about everything else. No, no, it is all tangentially related to Chainsaw Man. No. The Chainsaw Man podcast universe. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Chainsaw, yeah, the Chainsaw Man extended universe. Uh, what mo- What's in the Chainsaw Man yeah, extended universe? I guess it would just be like a bunch of different drawings of Denji eating Makima. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that's just deviant art. Oh, God. Meowth, you've been cutting out. What were you saying? Uh, maybe she tastes good, and that's why he wants to eat her. I have a feeling that's not the case. I'm sure that's very much not the case. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't but... think that's the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a ma- a point made. The nastier person, like these bad guys are, the less tasty they were for the fox thing. So, mm. well, I, I thought the fox thing just didn't like t- eating demons. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yet, it's like used to do that. That's the, like it's it's making contracts with humans to do just that. So it's got to be like some demons taste better than others or something. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Um. <laughs> Different uh, various skin meat flavors and juices. It works, you know? Everyone has their own unique flavor on the devil rainbow <laughs> culinary cuisine. When is Chainsaw Man crossing with Food Wars? We, we need to make this happen. <laughs> Soma will cook Makima 50 different ways. Mm, I would eat that from Soma too. Uh, but uh, on the topic of artwork, one thing I really like about Chainsaw Man that we haven't mentioned yet is the sound effects. Mm. Oh boy, I really love how like well Fujimoto implements like sound effects like directly into his artwork. Like it reminds me a lot of uh, I'd say probably JoJo and just how like it feels very much just a part of like the backgrounds and just the larger panel where like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like something you can ignore yeah no that's very in your face explosive sound effects that become a part of it in and of themselves was very nice you're right yeah and honestly like i also have to really commend the letterer for chainsaw man sabrina heap because like she did a wonderful job for the volume releases of actually redrawing all the sound effects Because, like, honestly, before Chainsaw Man came out in volumes, I was kind of concerned that it would turn out kind of, uh, janky. Just because of, like, how heavily implemented it is into each panel. But, uh, she really managed to capture, like, Fujimoto's original sound effects and, like, converting them to English. And, like, he even got commended by, like, editors in Japan and, like, the Chainsaw Man, like, Japanese Twitter. Really? So, yeah, it's, it's really cool that it got, like that much attention like i i usually don't see english localizations getting like the attention of like uh japan that much which is really cool yeah is this in the shonen jump release or is it i mean on the app release i mean or is it just in like uh 
in the physical volume. I think Viz doesn't have the volume version on the vault right now, so I think it's only in the digital and physical volumes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I also, I'm, I'm going through it right now, and something that like I, I hadn't noticed before, as much before in Chainsaw Man uh, is that there are a lot more different font styles than uh, you usually see in in manga, like uh, when Denji says something that's like ridiculous or like uh, over the top, his his font changes to kind of reflect that. And yeah, it's just kind of a really interesting attention to detail. Yeah, it's a really nice touch. Like one of my pet peeves is when like a manga just sticks to like one font, regardless of like the scene. But like Chainsaw Man does definitely a really good job of like switching up the font styles depending on the situation. Which is honestly what you should do, because, like, that's how, like, even in the Japanese release, a lot of these fonts are done. Like, it's not like there's just, like, one single, like, Comic Sans font that you're just pasting everywhere. Oh, my God. Ugh, yeah. Ugh, that's, it's not even fucking... Why does Comic Sans exist? It's not even the fucking font that's used in comics. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> what is life? Why? We need to find the guy who created Comic Sans. Ugh, what a... Just ask him, why? Why did you create this monster? History's greatest why? monster right there. Yeah, right there next to the devil. Which devil? Uh, oh shit, right, there's a lot of devils. There's a lot of devils in, in Chainsaw Man. We'll go with the gun devil, and then we'll recreate that chapter where they just list off all the dead bodies. That was so good. Oh, what what I noticed... Oh. That was rough, man. Actually, that hit me. It was amazing. Yeah, what was so amazing is like I went back and read that and it looks as if the uh the words are actually like the gun devil itself just like f like moving across the page. Like people start saying the gun devil's getting close as the actual text of the name starts to like approach them. It's really interesting and it's it's subtle. Yeah, it's so good. And I love how Fujimoto inside the list of names just put in random real people and characters from other series. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, like he put in like Amano Megumi from uh Amano Megumi in Shonen Sunday. <laughs> which oh, was shit. so random. <laughs> I love Fujimoto. He's hilarious. Yeah, he seems like the type of person that just genuinely loves comics, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, because he's good at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, but I, I love the gun devil. I love, the, I love how they show what the gun devil does to people who are afflicted with the gun devil or possessed by it. Um, where, like, Aki just thinks that he's playing, that he's a kid again playing snowball, like, throwing snowballs at Denji. Oh, but God, that actually, killed me. That actually, is so painful. That hurts. That oh, hurt a lot. I know. Just like so crazy. Like, ah, oh, that that part is so good. When they show, um, they show that like um, he gets hit by a snowball, and it's like, and you know, uh, Aki just thinks, oh, I got hit by a snowball. Why are things like getting even colder? Why are things like getting dark or whatever? And it's because Denji just killed him. Like, just brutal. Just absolutely brutal. Fujimoto has like just takes no fucking mercy. Yeah, God, that that uh set of chapters were just so sad. Yeah, 
I did like the twist of the future dopamine, mean, like, you're gonna die in the most horrible way. Dot 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 for Denji. <laughs> he was right. The yeah. most horrible way for Denji. Not even it wasn't even that bad for for him, but for Denji it was the worst. Yeah, that actually that's a good point. That is a, that was a really, really bad way for Denji to die. Because, yeah, Aki kind of knew that he was going to die soon anyway. And, and, and the, the whole buildup was, Aki, you're going to die in a most horrible way. You're going to suffer. It's going to be the worst. No, for Aki, he just died. He was, it's fine. But for Denji, it was hell. Aki didn't even realize he was dying. He nope. didn't. It, it was honestly kind of a great experience of death when you think about it. Like, he died... Um, Unaware of what is happening. I feel not like if Denji pain. knew that, he probably would have been a lot more okay with it. Because, like, honestly, yeah. I don't know that, that Aki had a better out at all. He didn't. He didn't. It was, um... I mean, he even wound up getting to see his dead his dead family. Like... Well, I mean, yeah. he was gonna die real soon, and I don't see that he had any other better ways of dying. It's true. No, I, I think it was... I think it was great. <laughs> The only problem is that, you know, he ended up killing a lot of other people in the process, and I don't think he would have liked that if he knew that, but... Yeah. Uh, but he didn't know. But he didn't. And it's best that he did it. Aki died happy. Aki the died end. happy. The end. Hey, it wasn't his fault. He doesn't deserve to feel guilt for it. No, he doesn't. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's Makima's fault. Just like everything's Makima's fault. Makima yeah. did everything wrong. Yes, she oh, did. Yeah. I, I legitimately hate her i know denji can't loves her and can't and, and can't really i hate her she is the worst i love how she just made everybody forget about aids that was pretty funny. or the holocaust like or world war ii no, and nazis yeah. that was amazing just out of absolutely fucking nowhere it was like wait a minute this stuff happened in the chainsaw man universe what this is like the real world the best part, too, is, like, in between all those names, like, Fujimoto put fake events, too. Yep, yep, I noticed that. I noticed that, and I, I'm like, oh, so they got erased here, too. Okay. Well, I, I also love how um, Bill Clinton sacrifices one year of every American's life. Well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, what's one year? Yeah, yeah we won't fine. notice. It's it, fine. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do with that one year anyway. It's at the end of my life. It's yeah, I don't know. I'm pro- well. You gotta hope that by that, the year before uh, your last year, you are in, you are very old. You know. Well, you and, here, and, and, and here's the thing: from from like that perspective, one year versus uh, well, we're all dead now. I guess it's not the worst thing. <laughs> Lesser of two evils here. I, it's definitely. He even says, you know, I, I, I know this probably isn't going to do anything, but we're not going to go down without a fight. Yeah, I honestly no, kind of respect that. No, I mean, yeah, in the Chainsaw Man world, it makes sense, but it was hilarious. It was oh, like, yeah, no, I was like, oh, well, you know, here's here's a whole bunch of, of like, what, couple million years? Just just an incredible, like, abstraction of um, the political process. Hey, it's, it's, like, it's like taxes. The, yeah, this series is, like, actually incredibly satirical. Like, um, it, uh, you know, it, a lot of it is... Uh, as, as we mentioned, like about the economy, it's a lot about uh, a lot of it is about uh, like power and and how the issues that people have with uh, trusting power. I mean, Makima is literally the representation of control. That's yep. literally what she is. I also think it's very interesting how um, 
you know, you, you have like the control devil, which is like an idea and everything is based off of fear. Like the thing that people fear uh, enough will immediately create a more terrifying and stronger devil. So it's like, oh, Makima, like people are terrified of control. Well, I mean, if you think about it, losing your own control is terrifying. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Or uh, Yeah, totally. I love like a part of Makima's plan too, like, it was to build up Chainsaw Man as like a hero so the Chainsaw Devil would become gradually weakened. <laughs> Everybody loves you. You're not. No one's scared of you. Okay, you're weak now. Screw you. <laughs> it's really good. Which is also, that kind of also parallels like a lot of other uh, like horror movie stuff, you know, like um, in the, you know, like, um, a lot of horror movies from like the seventies and eighties that were like so terrifying at the time, kind of like as the years went on, it's like literally nobody's afraid of them. There is like, I wore a, I wore a Jason mask when I was in kindergarten, you know, like things just kind of stop being as scary or menacing as like these franchises go on. So it's kind of an interesting meta commentary, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one other thing I want to mention before maybe we move on to the next a segment here is uh the final battle against Makima because like boy that that was just insane like <laughs> and I really love how in the end it's not this like climactic like uh confrontation that Makima that with Makima that deals the final blow it's like Makima not realizing who the real Denji was. That and Denji great. being aware of how Makima viewed him. That was a JoJo moment right there. Did you guys... Out thinking the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. The crazy thing, though, did you guys go back and read through the series to find all the times that Makima smells Denji? Because they're there. Oh, yeah, I did. After I read the chapter where, like, Denji killed her, I immediately went back and was skimming through chapters. I was like, wait, everything makes sense yeah. now. yeah. <laughs> I all just read all of it. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's like she doesn't just have a smell fetish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it like part one ended very strongly. I think I'd agree. Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, uh, since we know a part two's coming at some undetermined point in Jump Plus, uh, what do we think is going to happen? What are our expectations? Uh, he's got to go rescue power 100%. That's yeah. that, that's that's like the the hanging plot thread and I will be upset if it doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree. I will too. Yeah, we we need more power. Yeah, um, little bit. They'll be in another jump. It'll be more risky, but I don't know, it's still in the teenage magazines, isn't it? I mean, Jump Plus is kind of weird cuz like even though the demographic is still shown in technically, it's aim towards, like, older people in that range. So more of, like, teenager to, like, a young adult. So you can get away with more in Jump Plus, um, but I, it really depends, like, what Fujimoto wants, I guess, because, like, he got away with a lot in, like, Shonen Jump to begin with. Fire punch, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I think, like, at, like, its highest, it'll probably be, like, the levels of, say, like, Fire Punch, since that was also Jump Plus. Mm. But, cool. yeah, I think, like, the benefit I'm seeing from, really, the second part being in Jump Plus is the fact that, like, 
Fujimoto's probably gonna have more time to actually just work on each chapter. Like, even if they aren't longer, like, I think just having that extra time to really, I don't know, write out the story, make the, like, artwork as detailed as possible is just gonna make it, like, such a great experience. Well, I also think he will have more flexibility because now he's making them a lot of money. Now he's showing that he's very successful. And, and you know, when that happens, I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure the manga lifestyle is still i know for a fact the manga lifestyle is still very brutal for uh even very successful manga authors but at the same time it's like um you have more he definitely has a lot more sway if he wants to get something done he believes in it because he's shown hey your ideas are actually pretty good yeah i mean he has a lot more leverage for sure leverage is the word i was looking for yeah Yeah, I mean, like, especially, yeah, he's an established author now. He's successful. Like, there's a lot less Shoeisha can force him to do. Not to say, like, they would force him to do anything, but, like, if there's an idea he really wants to get out there and publish, like, I don't think anyone can really stop him at this point. Yeah. And because, yeah, at this point for for him, it is kind of like... um if he did just decide to go somewhere else, which I don't think he would, and I don't think he should, he could. <laughs> He'd go the usual route, like most manga can run to Kodansha. Yeah. <laughs> Where anything goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, they left Shaggy, not Shueisha, right? Wait, what? Oh, didn't they leave Shaggy? Or, wait, I guess Shaman King guy technically counts, too. Shaman, the creator of Shaman King left Shueisha for Kodansha, and the creator of, uh, Battle Angel Lita left Shueisha for Kodansha. James Cameron. <laughs> Freaking James Cameron. That guy is an Ultraman. James, James, James Cameron. <laughs> that guy is an Ultraman stand, and I respect that. Wait, James Cameron? If one of those movie directors guys was... He would be. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, he, he, a... he was doing that Alita movie for... He got those rights like a well over a decade before it got made. Yeah. Now he clearly is a huge fucking nerd, just like us. Oh yeah. If only he had made that movie faster. <laughs> what you mean so that people would actually remember or know what Elite Battle Angel is? <laughs> that too, and apparently like because he had those rights for so long, like they couldn't actually make any like Alita anime, even if they wanted to. Oh, that's oh god. That actually Yeah. Yeah. That's why there hasn't been an Alita anime since those like early OVAs. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like now Alita would be too risky because it's too old and also not as big a branding as Gundam or Yamato. But Alita's so good. It, yeah, if that if I think uh, he was counting on that movie being like way bigger than it was, because if that were the case, then yeah, you could absolutely bring Alita Battle Angel back. But it wasn't as big as I think he was expecting. There's an entire arc in Battle Angel Alita where it just becomes a sports manga. And it's like the best thing ever. It's really good. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed the manga more than the movie. Yeah, I mean, the manga is like the definitive version, like no doubt. But what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, Chainsaw Man Part 2. Anyway, de- oh, so, yeah, that's the thing. So Denji is absolutely going to go. Apparently, Denji's going to go to school. I'm pretty sure that's how it ends. Like, it's like, um, which that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see Denji go to fucking school. I don't remember. I guess it would be high school, right? He's like, uh, 
16 or 17 at the end of Chainsaw Man. It was 16 throughout most of it, so still high school either way. Yeah, you know what it is? At at the end of Chainsaw Man, he just feels like he's in his early 20s, you know? I can't do college because it won't make the monies. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) It's really hard to kind of tell Denji's age just on appearance, because, like, he honestly could be in his mid-20s. I mean, you know, that's an old, that's a, that's an issue with every anime, at least, you know? Well, yeah, it is. I don't. I don't know anyone who would look at uh, Jotaro and think, "Oh, that's a fourteen-year-old." He, he looks youthful. He, he's probably uh, doing all those usual high school things. Hello, Jotaro. fellow <laughs> high school kids. I too am a high school kid. <laughs> Hello, fellow children. Imagine just going to just like walking around uh, the city and seeing a bunch of high school kids in uniforms walking past, and one of them is just like a foot taller than everybody else and fucking jacked, like. Three chest, like three feet across, in terms of width. And then give him a teenager voice. Hi, I'm a teenager. (laughs) Perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah. Just like looking down all the time, all cool. God. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's interesting because now Denji is a Denji is a single parent now. Oh yeah, he has a Nayuta. Yeah. Is that a pun on something? Nayuta. Yeah. Is that like a like you know um, a lot of the time. Uh, Japanese like or anime names are like Japanese puns or references that I never get. Far as I know, it's not supposed to be like a language reference, but it is a reference to like Fujimoto's old one shot, like Yogen no Nayuta. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, I knew there was yeah. something to the name. I just couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, that was like a one shot he did like back in like 2015. Ah, it's like it's kind of interesting that he brought back the character of Nayuta like in like a different context yeah very much see i'm I'm curious like what her role is gonna be because like if denji's in high school is like she just gonna like randomly tag along like with him to school <laughs> uh riding a dog <laughs> just makes me wish power was still around because can you imagine power in a high school setting yeah i don't think the world's ready for that <laughs> no but i am I agree. I agree. Denji and Power should both be in high school. Power would be so fucking funny in high school. Power would run for class president. And I am the class president, but you didn't win. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. Power I'm just, just I was just thinking they would turn the high school into like some giant like Hunger Games or Battle Royale type storyline. <laughs> Oh god, everyone in the high school is just the devil. Different factions of devils and the high school. Devil high school. Man, I'm just thinking about that uh, that panel in the dumpster where Power hugs Denji and her face is like happy in a way that like we haven't seen her face be her expression like be in a long time and it's kind of one of my favorite panels. Honestly, the the relationship between the two of them after she was having, like, PTSD moments over the Darkness Devil were some of the most touching in the entire manga. Yes, very much. I I really, really like the decision that Fujimoto made to make it so that they're they're really just not sexually into each other at all. Yeah, it's uh, very platonic. It's much more of a, it's closer to almost like a sibling relationship. I mean, Makima straight up says it. I gave you an older brother and a bratty little sister. Yeah, and, and then I ripped them away. <laughs> well, yeah, that was part of her evil plan because she's evil. But well, you know, 
I would argue more that um, Power and Denji were <laughs> Aki's kids more than they were his older well, brother. Well, <laughs> yes. That's probably more accurate, but yeah. I was using the manga itself to, to make the point. Yeah. Rip Daddy Aki. Aww. Rip Daddy Aki. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Aki with a dad bod. Oh my god. <laughs> he never got to that point. This poor guy. <laughs> Nope. Fujimoto, Ma why? Why would you give us dad bod Aki? Maki took dad bod Aki from the world. Maki Makima took bad dot bad Oh my god! <laughs> I can't talk. Makima <laughs> took dad bod Aki from all of us. And that is why she had to get eaten. Yeah, that was her <laughs> real crime. That was the, uh. the biggest crime. There were other crimes, but that was the largest crime. Dad Baraki is going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> As it should be. Good. That's a good name. <laughs> uh, Dad Baraki, yeah. Um, Dad Baraki. Yeah, I, I think like the biggest thing is like we need more power from part two. I, I say that every day of my life. I mean, they, they made this big setup of we, I'm giving you a contract. You've got to come find me. We'll probably be enemies. But you can bring me back. They're setting that whole thing up. Yeah, no. And then we'll play the Dragon Ball Z We Got Power song we with images of power, power overlay. <laughs> yeah, that's. <sighs> I'm such Man. a weeb. <sighs> I know It's cool. You're among weebs. Yeah. It's okay to be a weeb. It's I mean, okay to be a weeb. Podcast, so it's okay to I'm be a right dumb place. weeb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the five, the well, the technically four dumb weebs. We need five. This one. is why we just call the podcast Dumb Weebs Podcast, so that when there weren't five of us in one episode, it wouldn't be weird. There, there are certain members of the Dumb Weebs Podcast that are harder to get at certain times. <laughs> one of them is too busy playing Neo. Yes, that is one of them. The other one is too busy working, cooking food. God, having a job. That's, that's, I know. Who's that? That's way less understandable than playing Neo. I get. I know, Neo, right? Like, you don't. Do you really like your job that much? God, making money, living. Oh, See, this is I why know. I relate to Denji. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Denji taught me I can just kill devils for a living. <laughs> Heck yeah! Well, sign me up. But but yeah. So from like a metaphorical standpoint. If I'm, because I think that Fujimoto is really thinking this. Um, Chainsaw Man was the story of a, a little kid growing up to be like a teenager, basically. So, part two is, it. yeah, like, um, so part two, I would say, is about Denji maturing even older into like, in, into like an actual adult. Or at least, Dad like, Bod Denji, you know? we gotta see yeah. it. I think we will get Dad Bod Denji. Yes, please. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, and I think you're on point with the coming of age type thing of like Chainsaw Man. Because I think like even Fujimoto himself described Chainsaw Man as like wicked, like FLCL. Yeah, mm. I could see that. Which, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another coming of age type story. That's also very over the top. Yeah. I mean, and also a classic, so, you know. Well, I mean, a lot of what Denji does in the first part is try and get his first kiss, the first boob he touches, the first, like, his first date, his first girlfriend, and he's finding out 
that, oh, this is all very different from how it was presented to me. Yeah, like when he touches like Powers boobs and he's like, huh, I'm not too into this. It's kind of boring. Yeah. It's uh, not I mean, boobs are really not that fantastic once you touch them. I dis I disagree, but <laughs> you know you can have that. It's cool that you feel that way. Um, well, you don't have boobs on your body now, do you? Well, I do, but that's just because I'm a fat guy. Uh, <laughs> fat guy represent. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I, I think I think that's like one of the really interesting things about Chainsaw Man in terms of the grow the growing up thing. It's just kind of like. Like, yeah, like one of my favorite parts is that it's like, wow, touching her boob didn't make my life 10 times better automatically. Like, I just kind of thought it would. You mean to tell me boobs won't solve all our problems? Not all of it. Not like not all of the problems. Some of the problems, but not all of them. And it, and it was also just like a statement that, um, you know, it isn't about the boob. It's about whose boobs the boob belongs to. Yeah. Yeah, that, very deep. That point is very well made. Yeah, because he's definitely into it when Makima has him touch her boob. Yeah, I mean, Makima seems like she's very good at the foreplay. Mmm, <laughs> foreplay. Yeah. For, ah, foreplay. Ha ha, me parts. God. But do we have anything else to say about Chainsaw Man besides the boobs? Who's uh, Bomb Girl? I want Arise? She's pretty hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really love her design when she's the devil. Yeah, it's, like, cool. it's with so the bomb fucking head. cool. Yeah, <laughs> when she's like, "Hold on, guys, can we? Uh, this is gonna be two on one, guys. I'm like practically naked. Can we like time chill? out for a sec? Just, just, just a sec. Okay, time <laughs> in. It's such a good moment. Oh man, yeah, she's like Torpedo Girl. If like oh Torpedo Girl was god. in a serious manga, oh my and god. And God, isn't she you like... You just broke me, Fjord. <laughs> isn't she also like this... She's a secret Russian spy, too. Yeah, she is. What's her as torpedo girl again? Bubble hmm? Bow. Oh. She's the one that yells, I'm a torpedo! Yep. Right. Character that made me laugh way too much back in the day. That's just Boba Bow. Well, yes. But that character in particular got me giggling like an idiot. Oh Is yeah! It? Oh yeah! This yes, yes, you're right. I I, I just looked up a picture. Yes, I remember this. I'm yes. a torpedo. <laughs> yeah, the names, but I remember the designs. Everyone remembers Soften, our lovable pink piece of poop. Hell yes, yeah, Soften. <laughs> I like the uh, little orange dude and the blue dude. Don Patch and Jelly Jiggler, you have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Vlord laugh like that? That was Jordan. That was me. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't really eat either of them. They look too squishy. It's because Jelly Jiggler. I don't think Jelly Jiggler would be pretty tasty. I mean, he, he would also enjoy it. So if you're into that sort of thing, yeah. Though technically, canonically, his uh jelly is expired, so you might get a few stomach aches. But look how he posed in that grocery store. He looks like if Gumby was handsome Squidward. <laughs> God, he does. I'm too old for that reference. I know who that is, but you but you know who Gumby is. Oh, I know who Gumby is. What about Squidward? Barely. What about Handsome I, Squidward? I have no <laughs> idea what that is. Laser, we need to make you watch SpongeBob. <laughs> like SpongeBob came out after I graduated high school. 
You need the SpongeBob lore. SpongeBob has weirdly become the most important uh, cultural <laughs> touchstone for like my entire generation. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, so me he, neither. Yeah, that's Handsome Squidward. Uh, so in terms of like Chainsaw Man characters, I would eat. Denji would be one of them. Mmm, I see. What's your reasoning there? Uh, well, he's got the blonde hair. He's got the the pointy teeth. I like that. But what about the chainsaws? The chainsaws are also very good. How are you going to eat the chainsaws? Gonna be honest, Meowth, none of these really make me think he tastes good. It just kind of sounds like these are the reasons you think he's hot. Like, are you going to, like, take the chainsaw and, like, cut up Denji with his own <laughs> chainsaw? What yeah. world am I living in now? Meowth's world. Oh, no, that's just normal. We were already stuck in Meowth's world. That's why I she died. She trapped us there years ago. All I have to do is, is say the magic words and I'll die. Nothing bad happens on a train? That, yes, that those words. Those You said them, but not me, so I'm okay so far. <laughs> I love how we've used, like, train names for, like, half of our Demon Slayer episodes lately. <laughs> uh, you know, I would also eat the guy with the shark on his head, or at least it was, like, That guy was pretty cool, I like Beam! Yeah, yeah. Love Beam. Oh yeah, Beam. Beam is so good. Beam was yeah, cool. I love when like Denji rides Beam. It's so good. Yeah, fight, like, like the tornado you devil. You can use your chainsaws to, to fly around. Like this, I can use you to ride, use them as a thing to ride you. Uh, no, that's not what uh, you know. It's screw it. Let's just do it. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea how Mappa's gonna animate that fight. Oh my uh, god. In general, I mean, I was before I found out like just how popular it was. I was terrified of a siege chainsaw man. I was terrified. Like, I mean, CG is getting better, but still, I'm just really glad that Mappa's like, okay, we can, we are going to actually invest a lot of time and energy into this because people really like this. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like there's going to be parts of it that are CG. Like, obviously, just off the PV, like, Denji's head was very much CG. Mm-hmm. But, like... But that, that's honestly just modern anime. Yeah, like, mechanical designs are... It's not tough. that bad, because, you know... Like you said, mechanical design, hard edges anyway. Eh. Yeah, I mean, Mappa's CG is usually not terrible either. I'm assuming it's going to be probably like Doro Hidoro, where there are parts of it that are CG, but it's not entirely CG. I think Doro Hidoro is CG the best of like any anime I've ever seen. I, I, I think it's that like Doro Hidoro too. That's cool. Oh, yeah, Doro Hidoro rules. I fucking love Doro Hidoro. Um, hey, Lord, we gotta do a Doro Hidoro next episode. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, we can. I'd probably do that on Saturday Night Shoggy, though, since that's Shoggy. Oh, yeah, right. Forgot Shoggy exists. What's Shoggy? Shogakukan, the, the publisher that published. Oh, Adora. those are the publishers, I see. So is this one primarily about uh, Shueisha? No, this one's anything. But I have one podcast that's just literally all Shogakukan manga. Oh, is is there, like, a noticeable difference in tone between... Shogakuka and like uh, Shueisha? They publish different types of series mainly. Mm. Like there there's a lot of uh there's a broader range of titles that are published under Shogakukan compared to like Shueisha. They also have like uh the publication Big Comic which is like considered like the prestige magazine for like uh seinen manga. And also, the Shueisha stuff actually gets picked up here. While Shugakukan, you kind of have to pray for either an anime or something to blow up in sales. That too. <laughs> Shugakukan manga have a very 
unlucky history of getting licensed. Oh, you mean like Doro Hidoro? I guess, but Doro Hidoro is licensed. Yeah, but like, how long is, was it out before that finally happened? And then it got like one Netflix series that, so far, knock on wood, I hope they make a second season. Um, that was like all CG, which, yeah, it looks good, but that is still the cheap option. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, as far as Doro Hidoro, the manga was licensed since like 2010. It's just the anime took forever to get greenlit. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, though. You know, like it was it, it was clearly way more of a pain in the ass than if maybe if it was running in Shonen Jump or something. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, too, is like Dora Hidoro is just like one of those series that'd be a nightmare to animate in the first place. Absolutely. That is also a very good point. Which is probably why a lot of it is CG. Yeah. Yeah, is, I could see that. It's probably why it works. Yeah, I think Dora Hidoro was a thing that probably like wouldn't have gotten animated unless Netflix producers paid for it because TV anime is kind of more I don't know what the word is but they don't really like I mean Netflix, so Netflix only just has the international streaming rights they weren't like the sole producer of it oh. mm. I think part of it's yeah, like that makes sense the anime came out like the anime got greenlit around when the manga ended uh. and like it also had good timing of like it was around when um, Q Hayashida's current series Die Dark was starting up. Ah, which Die Dark is also really good, and people should read. I'll check it out. Uh, I I feel like Doro Hidoro in some ways is kind of a precursor to Chainsaw Man too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it has very similar vibes to it. I think that the action and dark fantasy elements of Doro Hidoro you can kind of see in Chainsaw Man. Yeah, there's like this very uh, nihilistic surrealism that permeates throughout a Doro Hidoro that you do kind of see in Chainsaw Man. And like the humor at least is also feels very similar. Like the, the weird grossness of it. Mm, Yeah, I agree. It's a good series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we've been talking for like an hour and a half. So I guess like this might be a good time to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Natural awkward silence, I guess. (laughs) It was only 50% Chainsaw Man, 50% everything else. Yeah, that's a a good ratio. That's pretty normal for this podcast, let's be real here. I can't can't imagine the Dumb Weebs podcast is great at staying on topic. No, we're not. It depends. You know what? I wouldn't want it any other way. It depends. Some episodes we're actually really good about it. Some episodes we're not. Some episodes we yell at Rachel. It's fun. Oh, so it's my fault then, because I was here. No, okay, I no, get, I get no, it. No. Yeah, no, I get it. All oh, right. Oh wait, well, laser. Important I question. Yes. Who do you hate more, laser, Rachel or Makima? I hate you. <laughs> Who's, okay, you have to tell me who Rachel is. Uh, Tower of God. Oh, um, from, oh honestly, okay, Rachel, dude. because she was better at at uh, hiding it from people, so it it, it hit the character harder. I guess, but Makima did way worse things. This is true. You know what, though? In, in like, fiction and stuff, I find that a lot of the times the actual specific, uh, like, uh, description of the crimes doesn't always uh, impact how you actually feel towards a character, you know? Because, like, I mean, you know, you can just say, like, oh, this person killed five million people, but, like, you could have another panel where somebody kills a character you really love, and it's like, oh, that piece of shit, fuck them. Let me put it to you this way. You're asking me to compare Hitler to, to Stalin, and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, please return yeah. Michael Stingy. Wait, what, Allison? And please return Michael Stingy.
<laughs> yes, please return Allison's calls, Denji. Look, here's the thing. So one of the things that like I want to last thing I want to say kind of about Chainsaw Man is that it's like Aki is the pet owner and Denji is his dog and Power is his cat. So there is now a a vacancy for a cat in Chainsaw Man and Meowth. You can fill that. Sweet, I'm down. This makes way too much sense. It really kind of does. Get look. Why do why do you think Power has horns on her head that look like cat ears? And why? Sh- yeah. Yeah. And Denji literally has the heart of a dog inside of him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about was was the the, the Chad called Fuchita. The guy who did Ushio and Tora. <laughs> Different Fuchita. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay, it took me a second to remember uh, from Doro Hodoro, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. That guy. guy. <laughs> we'll go with that never mind love that guy he's just carrying around like a piece of his friend's like dead flesh and he's like i want to revive him oh no and it's just completely played for laughs i love it yep but i think on that note uh let's plug our stuff and get out of here so jordan thanks again for coming on and talking chainsaw man with us where can people find you online, though? Well, first, I want to say thanks so much for having me. I had a really great time. I hope you guys did too. Um, you can find me on. Uh, you can find Shonen Flop on like any podcast app. We're everywhere. Uh, find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast. Join our Discord. We have a lot of fun there. Meows there. Yeah. I am there. See you, Space Cowboy. Nice. Yeah, and. Uh... Laser, where can people find you? Uh, well, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime, where I constantly quote tweet random silly shit that's going on and talk about anime and randomly other things, but usually not as much these days. And you can find me on the Toonami Faithful podcast. Uh, and you can find me sometimes on the Demon Slayer podcast. And Allison, where can people find you? Yeah, well, I think I was in a Demon Slayer podcast episode with you a while back. Maybe I'm in there. Yeah, you are. Okay. Uh, I've been on the MHA podcast a few times. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. Uh, I was on there once, too. It's true. And that is where we bonded and became chill bros. Exactly. Allison. The MHA pod sounds like a legendary place. One day I'll be worthy enough to go on there. I, someday. I, someday I may as well. We, we shall see. One day I'll actually bother to ask Kendra. <laughs> V-Lord, that, isn't that just, that's just normal. Just wanting, like, being on I mean, a podcast, it's just... It's like the one manga I actually keep up with weekly. <laughs> <laughs> See, I haven't kept up with it for, like, a year and a half. Oh, me neither. So I have to catch up first. Now, when I went on the MHA pod, I had absolutely no clue what the fuck was happening during the... I'm, like, the I was completely disconnected eight months behind on most of my manga, but I'm hero now. I'm up to date on that one. <laughs> Uh, I forget where else I've been. I've been watching a lot of 3D shit these days, so if you want to look at threads like that, follow me on Twitter. What kind of 3D? uh, Well, I do Kamen Rider. I've been doing a couple Sentai series. Oh man, I thought you meant 3D animation. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Clearly Allison's watching X-Arm, the best anime. We, we've been threatening to do a Dumb Weaves episode on that. I don't know if we're ever going to actually do it. I don't want to suffer that <laughs> much. J-Mac does. What's X-Arm? It's a really bad CG anime that was 
done by a team that had never done anime before. Gotta look this up. Is it is it spelled the same way that it sounds? Oh, it's EX yeah. arm. Yeah, EX dash arm. It's on Crunchyroll. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I'll fucking watch it. Um, because I actually have another podcast called Mission Ignition, which is about the worst CG abomination ever created by anybody called vampires it's so i have a soft spot for bad cg yeah it was so bad like they didn't even bother to like create different like facial models for the characters so at one point there's these two characters that kiss but instead of actually showing the kiss they just have like a bright light cover the entire screen (laughs) i just looked up a picture on uh Google Images, yeah, yeah, I see it. That's fucking great. Holy shit. <laughs> and now, just like that, anime cancer has gotten to another patient. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, we must verify it with chainsaws. Yeah, I guess, like, over here they go into Toku Satsu. So, you're in the threads of those. Can I close out? Uh, oh, my God. A lot of sexy boys to nose shows, and it's different because 3D boys. You know? They're real. Real. Is that a problem for you? No, I just, like, noticed, like, oh, these are, like, sexy boys and they're 3D. That's cool, man. (laughs) Wait, real people can be sexy? I don't know about that. A little weird. Well, when you cast... a weird thing to say. I think when they do the Kamen Rider shows and the Sentai shows, they use a lot of factors that are also models, so that could be why. Yeah, that makes sense. I would just love an anime where um, somebody catches like the main character watching porn, but the porn is of like real people, and they're like, "That's disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it would be like an Osamatsu-san joke. <laughs> that that kind of does sound like something that would take place in Osamatsu. <laughs> I mean, there was like the one where they catch like who Ichimatsu jacking off. Yes. That one. And also, like, when they're trying to get the robots to do stuff for them, they ask one of the robots to play porn for me. And I'm just like... Oh, God. (laughs) We need to do an Osamatsu lip. Oh, that's what that series is about? (laughs) Mr. Osamatsu is amazing, and you should watch it. It has a dub now. Yeah, it's, like, about, like, six twins, just, uh... Or, I guess, sex tuplets that are just complete degenerates. Oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) The dub is really good. I think season one's finished and season two came out recently. I don't know Yeah, it'll come out, but season three is really good, too. There's also a movie. No, there's going to be two more movies, but one of them's out already in the Japanese dub. But the series is in English, at least. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we will do an Osawatsu episode at some point. Yeah, yeah. If you want an Osamatsu ep, let us know in the comments down below. I think you guys should do an Osamatsu episode. Sweet. The Lord. My personal. See, that's the only feedback we needed. Yeah. Yep. All right, now it's going to happen. Hell yeah. You're welcome, everybody. I did it. We did it. But yeah, definitely follow all three of these folks and uh, just Not look at everything no. they do. <laughs> well, I mean, assumingly they're already following Velord because it's Velord. Yeah, of course. Yeah, V-Lord, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess first off, people can find me on Twitter, at VLordGTZ, then I write various manga and light novel reviews uh, for all-comic.com, 
as well as Tanami-related uh, editorials for TanamiFaithful.com. And then I also do a bunch of other podcasts because I don't understand the concept of free time. Um, the biggest of which is the Demon Slayer podcast on Twitter at Podcast. Then there's my Shogakukan manga and anime-focused podcast, Saturday Night Shoggy, on Twitter at Sat Night Shoggy. And then Oversoul Shaman King podcast Ooh, hey. at Shaman King Pod. I had a shitty Angel Fire website about Shaman King in the early 2000s. Oh so. my god. Oh, nice. Oh, Angel Fire. <laughs> I had a GeoCities one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, the internet just, we. I miss GeoCities. I do. I, I miss 90s internet. Yeah. It's not, again, it's not that it was like actually better, but you know. It was it's, different. It was different, you know. God, you people are old. We're yes. so old. Back in my day, we had to find things with web rings and turnpikes. What is this? What is this pensions crap? I like, I'm here for Samurai X. Oh my god. But as far as the D- Dumb Weebs podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dumb Weebs Pod. Um, and yeah, just like, uh, check us out. And uh, we're on basically every podcast platform out there. Apple Podcasts, Podbay, Spotify, uh, you name it, we're there. So just go subscribe, listen, enjoy, and all that good stuff. Um, That does it for this episode, so we will uh, see you guys later. Bye-bye. Don't get killed by a chainsaw. Don't get killed by a chainsaw. Nothing bad ever happened on a chainsaw. What if I want to get eaten by a chainsaw? Well, I just become a monster. I've been trying.